Can you get fired for tweeting about Ligma? Boy, we got lots of internet bullshit to discuss today. So if you have no fucking clue what's going on in this world, welcome to the club on this confusing ass bowl of dude soup. Adam and I were briefly on the RT podcast. You should see the intro to that show. Now that's an intro. Man. That's an intro. Well, they do. It's like CG shelves and stuff. Oh, I mean, you guys nice. know, you watch it every week, but like, oh, yeah, you're like right. CG yeah, shelves, so like, poof, and a logo, and it's like, poof. Man. It's basically like the IMAX thing, but with RT Podcast. And then. But so what yours, yours comes in like that. Comes right? in like this. It's cool. And it's <laughs> Prelinger free footage. Free footage, yeah. yeah. Prelinger mm-hmm. stuff. That's cool, too. The track is uh, on one of the uh, music libraries. We mm-hmm. made it in After Effects. That's cool. That's real cool, wow. too. Took your whole afternoon. I, I I did that thing where you scroll down through the blending styles and you're like, that looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's nice, yeah. No one knows what those do. <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast. My name's Lawrence. We got some we got some hot topics. Nope, don't hit the button yet, Omar. We got some hot topics to discuss soon. Was there a hot topic button? There's a oh, million the, of them. The guy Fieri one? Damn it! Oh, I saw it. I saw it there for a sec. It's close. Man. I was close, close Omar. <laughs> you got to watch yourself. You can get anyone fired on a Twitter feed now. Uh, I'm Lawrence. I'm your host. I'm here to read ads, and I'm joined by uh, three people who are going to weigh in on the hot topics of don't hit hot topics of today. Uh, to my left, Bruce. Hello. And then to my right, Adam and James. I, Hello. I, I refuse to say anything. Oh boy, because <laughs> then I'll be fired. Well, enjoy being employed now. Yep. Because we're all going to be unemployable soon. We all just need to be flat Ken dolls and just. <laughs> we need to be. We need to be pure, mm-hmm. uh, like uncorrupted Disney. Personalities like Britney Spears mm-hmm. or Demi Lovato or Miley Cyrus, mm, Amanda or, Bynes, or all, Amanda Bynes, all of those pure spirits that Disney did not lead astray. I want to start over and just start an unboxing channel where I buy Disney toys and unbox them. You'll fuck it up somehow. <laughs> I can't say that word. I might screw it up. You'll Donald Duck it up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be cutting with a box cutter. It'll slip. Motherfuck! Yeah. And then just <laughs> bleeding everywhere. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by three sponsors, Beachbody, Hymns, and Ship Station. And speaking of, I got something to stir the pot on Hymns later too, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> I saw I read it. Yeah. Uh, so right now you can get a free trial. It's fine. It's, it's all good. Okay. It's good, it's but all good. people on Reddit will love it. Um, get a free special trial to Beachbody On Demand when you text DUDE to 303030. Uh, you can get a trial month of hymns for just $5 at 4hymns.com slash soup. And you can get an additional month free of ShipStation when you go to ShipStation.com and click the little microphone and use our promo code DUDE. Um, before we get into anything, Omar, you're going to love hearing this. People in the chat are reporting that the audio and video were not synced. It's a first. Yeah. Okay. So, so I don't know if we can do some quick clap tests, just something real fast. Get it all lined up for people. Uh I don't know how to monitor the stream thing without having to go through my phone, right? Ah, uh, yes. This is why we need more than one person to produce this show. Where's Gavin? Yeah. Gavin could help. Or an intern. If it's going to take more than five minutes, we should just go. Uh, give me, give me a sec to load up the stream. All right. Well, in the meantime, I'll just, I'll just keep rambling. I'll I guess. Keep I can see Omar now. Just keep yeah. rolling. I know it's nice. <laughs> People watching can't tell, but we flipped the set. Looks the same. All right, give me you. give me one clap there, Lawrence. Bang! All right, talk, talk amongst yourselves while I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'll just roll right into yeah, it. Yeah, please do. Um, so this happened a couple of days ago, but there's been some fallout. There's been some more discussion. This is the this is the hot topic of the day. Kablam! 
Uh, actually, Omar, now's the time you'd hit the button, even though I know you're busy with something He's else busy. entirely. Hey! Omar can do everything! Hit it with his foot. <laughs> um, I mean, it looked pretty instinct to me. I just yeah? saw the clap. Okay. I, I also think that like the end the end player can also become desynced. So, hey, if it's unsynced for you, maybe try refreshing. And if that's the problem, or if that doesn't fix it, then I guess you got to get more RAM. That's just it. <laughs> so, James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and a whole bunch of less than savory movies as it goes back, Slither, uh, Tromeo and Juliet, um, trauma stuff basically, uh, has been fired as the director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, and the, the narrative behind this whole story is kind of interesting. So I tried my best to go back and follow tweet for tweet what happened and in what order. And that became actually impossible after a while because of the tactics used here. So Mike Cernovich is a guy who is sort of intrinsically planted in this whole thing. And he is, he is just a gigantic piece of shit. Uh, and also like what, reading through his Twitter feed was actually really hard to do. And Twitter, he tweets so much that I couldn't even go back far enough to see where this started. Really? Um, yeah, Twitter just stopped loading after a while. So... That's cool. I mean, I, I saw where it started, because I, I follow James Gunn on Twitter, and I saw he was basically res like going back and forth with Ben Shapiro, mm -hmm. who's... Uh, Who is Ben Shapiro? Ben Shapiro Former. is a uh, pundit, I guess you would say. Yeah, conservative talking a conservative, A conservative pundit. Um, and what was it? It was um, Duplass. Mark, is it Mark? Mark Duplass, or which one? There, there are two. Mark Duplass, the one from this fellow, the League. The League. Okay. He he was he was opening up a dialogue basically by saying like, you don't necessarily have to follow only people that you agree with, hmm. and if you're looking for someone to follow that's on the other side of the political spectrum, or in his case, the conservative side of the spectrum, then you may want to consider following Ben Shapiro. Oh because he's generally well thought out in his... In James, his, James Gunn was tweeting this. No, oh, uh, Mark Duplass was. Got it. Um, and then James Gunn responded to Mark Duplass and was like, seriously, because of all this stuff he said before, um, controversial statements that Ben Shapiro has, has said or associated with or whatever. Got it. Um, and then uh, that spiraled out into a whole like yeah. they're all like, everybody was checking each you other's. attack you attack one of ours right Twitter's well history. let's see yeah. how innocent you are kind of thing yeah. and then and then yeah so then so where does mark cernovich fit in all this then? mike mike yeah. mark mike cernovich Cern mike cernovich sorry he's a i don't i don't know exactly what the word would be but basically just a, a social media incendiary mm -hmm. um he he is definitely he there is a method it is very strong where he constructs a narrative around whatever viewpoint he wants to share and then he pushes it really hard, uh, frames himself as the victim in all things. Uh, so for this, um, he, he saw this happening, kind of like you said, James, you come after one of ours, we'll come after one of yours, dig back through James Gunn's Twitter feed, found a bunch of, of honestly like pretty bad jokes from 2010, 2011 era. Uh, basically joking about pedophilia and rape and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Uses to say, he is a pedophile. It is our like moral duty to take this man down and destroy his life. Uh, so he farms that out to, to his little conservative army. They all send that information to Disney, who then removes him from volume three, because honestly what he said was pretty shitty. But that was also from another phase in his life that he has apologized for profusely, even before all this stuff broke out. 
Can can we just say that uh, left, right, liberal, whatever? Can we just all agree that we want Guardians of the Galaxy three to be good? <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> can we like? Sure. Can we put? Can we lay our arms down and say, "Let's all go to the movies and enjoy this together"? Well, I don't know that. I don't know. It feels that way. I, I don't think sort of it. He wants that it way. to be bad. Uh, no, I think he doesn't. I think he doesn't want. I mean, honestly, I think he doesn't want somebody like James Gunn on the movie. I think. So I, don't I think, think he gives a shit how good the movie. I mean, I think is. to yeah. go back further, I think there's also there's still some fallout from the Roseanne tweets, mm-hmm. where yeah. Roseanne tweeted some things. Um, that people found to be racist or incendiary or insensitive, and uh, and so she was her show was canceled yeah. and she mm-hmm. was fired from it, right? And so I think there's a certain well, if she can be fired because of tweets, then then he should also be able to be fired because of tweets. It's it, just not different She actually sides. just responded to it today. I didn't get to read the article. I just saw the headline. She responded but, to this? Yeah. Oh, she was okay. super upset about it, basically, from what I saw. Twitter is the gun. Uh, you provide the ammo. Yeah. That's, you're just loading your own clip, basically. <laughs> Whether or not you put it to your head or to someone else is, is up to you. It seems to be what's happening. And I wonder, who knew that we were creating our own demise <laughs> day by day when we created this social media platform for everyone to use. What a hell. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, James, you kind of hit on it. There, there is a lot of rhetoric of people, honestly people, If I hate to describe it in sides because I don't like framing the world or even issues like this that way, but they self put themselves into sides, so it's kind of hard when they're using verbiage of like we versus them. So for the people that do that, there are people that say, well, this is kind of sketchy, and clearly he apologized for it. This is a step too far. We're taking things out of contact and weaponizing them. There's a lot of the left does that. We shouldn't, or we're sinking to their level kind of thing, referring to Roseanne or, or mm. other issues where liberal-leaning people have tried to attack conservative-leaning people by trying to dredge up statements or pull them out of context and, and weaponize those, those statements. So there is a bit of internal discussion on that side, and again, I hate referring it to that way, but mm. they kind of it's their own subreddit and like Paul on 4chan and stuff. The, the comparison there doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Well, it, it makes sense if you want to make it black and white and go, Roseanne did bad, fired. James Gunn did bad, fired. Yeah. Uh, but what seems to be the narrative I at least saw was Roseanne, everyone's like, she's crazy and she's hard to work with. And like her ex-husband, was Tom Arnold, has like mm-hmm. spoken out many times about like how crazy it was to be with her. So like, who is not exactly the most reliable <laughs> yeah. Who's also, I guess, kind of insane. But, but like, I'm just saying, there's been stories for years so you can construct whatever narrative you want there where it's like, this could have just been a great excuse to be like, hey, let's just get rid of this person. We can continue the show and just call yeah. it the bars or whatever. But the James Gunn thing is, overwhelmingly, everyone's come out and said, he's a great guy. Like, mm-hmm. his, his, his brother, co-stars, uh, people yeah. completely unrelated to it, like yeah. Selma Blair and all this stuff. Like, like yeah, you I got a list here. Yeah, so Selma it, Blair, Dave Bautista, Dave Bautista, Zoe Saldana, Chris Pratt, Justin Roiland, Patton Oswalt, and Sean Gunn, his brother. <laughs> Yeah. Just laundry list of people coming out to say this is a wonderful man who has done great things and is making great media, uh, and has to his credit. And actually, so this is this exact thing has come up before. What did Dave Batista say about Roseanne? I would say Dave Batista was the out of out of the Guardians of the Galaxy stars though. Dave Batista was the only one who was pretty explicit about the situation. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, everyone else was pretty like yeah. vague with support. their like they went to their they said I want to say something, but I went to my PR person first, mm-hmm. so <laughs> they said something that could be you know. Yeah. Um, Batista said, I will have more to say, but for right now all I can say is this, James Gunn is one of the people, I, uh, one, of, one of the most loving, caring, good-natured people I've ever met. He's gentle and kind and cares deeply for people and animals. He's made mistakes, we all have. 
I'm not okay with what's happening to him. The animals thing was kind of came out of nowhere, but I think that, that's, a, that's a sign of a good people. Also, but, I um, mean, like, to the Roseanne point, there were people that defended Roseanne, too. <laughs> but she did I it now. Them, I saw them people... And did the half-apology like thing where jumping out and... Yeah, yeah oh, no, sure. she apologized, too, but it was... Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I'm not saying that one is right and one is wrong. Yeah, not yeah. at all. Yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to look at it from, oh, well, maybe this guy... I agree, I agree with what you said, Lawrence. Like, all, his tweets were in, in terrible taste. Uh, granted, they were from a decade ago, and I do definitely believe people can change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope people can change, uh, for sure. And he even he admitted as much, whether it's only because he got caught or not, whatever. That's well, he'd already well, apologized multiple times. So this this is from 2012. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn apologizes for controversial jokes. "Quote: I'm sorry and regret making them at all." 2012, Hollywood Reporter. Oh. So this already came out. That was two years before Guardians of the Galaxy came. And was dealt with. Yeah, when he was put on Guardians of the Galaxy, some of this stuff came out already. Uh, oh, this was in regards to the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Gef- Defamation. Uh, so, yeah, blog posts he'd written in 2011 made, again, some unsavory jokes against homosexuals uh, and owned up to it, said it was immature, said he was sorry, apologized for any hurt that it caused, and somehow we were all able to move on from there. I just find it fascinating what changed from this to now. Uh, that yeah. Well, so, I mean, I basically was reading about this all fucking weekend because anyone who's watching now should understand that this is something that does affect everyone you're watching. It's, it's true. It's, yeah. Well, it could it's, affect you. Like, like, you don't even have to have a broad... That's what you mean. No, you, I'm saying us, yeah, sitting yeah. at this table. Like well, us personally. And you, the viewer, I would say. You Probably get a job, you, you and someone, so you piss someone off at work, you microwave fish, oh, they dig back through your Twitter timeline, they slap a printed tweet on your boss's desk. That could be it. Yes, but less so. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. There, it's easier to control. We have thousands of thousands of hours yeah. of things we've said and done um, for the sake of comedy, um, and and to think that people can just pull that whenever they want to and do anything. Now, Disney is a company, and we've spent the last hundred years empowering corporations to do whatever the fuck they want, whenever the fuck they want. So, they're within their right to fire him whenever they want to for whatever they want, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is pretty hypocritical. Um, I, I think it's, I don't know if you guys saw, but recently Bobcat Goldthwait came out and was like, oh, well then you should probably take me out of the new Disney ride that's coming out where I did a voice for, because he was in Hercules. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where I did a voice for Hercules, you should take me out of it because I've said some horrible things yeah. from my comedy days back when. Um, and so I'm curious to see if they're gonna actually go through their roster of people <laughs> they've done business with and continue no. to do biz with, business with and say, whoa, this is not yeah. in line with our current no. Uh, thing because there's nothing left. I, I mean, mean, historically though, Robin Williams, Sarah Silverman, like there's a lot of people who are like, you watch any of their stuff, like colored past. You mean comedians? Yeah, people yeah. <laughs> who've, who've said some unsavory things or have done unsavory things on. I don't know. It's yes. It, the 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 big joke is, does Donald Duck have to apologize for being a Nazi? You know, like I was say, yeah, he dressed he dressed up as Hitler a while ago. <laughs> well, the thing that, the uh, thing that bugs me the most about this is that Disney has made all their money or a lot of their money on James Gunn. So then they're like, all right, well, we're good. We don't need you now. And sure. that kind of bugs me. That kind of stuff bugs me. The lack of loyalty? Because Yeah, because it's like, maybe I, they didn't even bother to call. I mean, maybe they did. But maybe they didn't bother to call him into somebody's office, like Bob Iger's office, and be like, hey, what's going on, James? 
can you tell us about these tweets? And then they have a conversation. Bob Iger goes to the press and goes, you know what, we talked. I believe he's a good guy. I stand behind James Gunn. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I I think, I mean, again, companies can do whatever you want to. I think there's also a way you can do it where you go into a meeting and you say, listen, this is really burning us up right now. Uh, So, you know, we don't have to come out and say, we're firing you because of your tweets from 10 years ago, but we can part ways. We can say that it's a mutual agreement that these tones don't work or whatever. Like, yeah. But it didn't seem, it didn't feel like that. I don't want it to be the case that it comes out and it, there's worse things behind the scenes mm-hmm. that's causing this firing. I don't, I don't yeah. want it to be that that's case. That's what it feels like though, right? But if it was, it would feel more justified, but I don't want it to be that case. I don't, it's it's weird too, and I think it's it's a both sides. But I don't like when some sort of method like this is successful, and then people feel like they figured out they created now they've created their WMD, yep. oh. and they know how to use it. Because mm-hmm. as soon as this was successful, other people immediately started getting attacked the exact same way, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, now this is yeah. the way we can do it. And well, this is this it. is even after Pat Oswalt, who everyone says is one of the most lovable men on the planet. Never met him, but. Theoretically, he's <laughs> beloved. Yeah. Um, they did the exact same thing. Sent him a bunch of uh, out of context tweets that he's made. Sure. Um, Trevor Noah mm-hmm. made a joke. An made original a, joke. Uh, a pretty pretty tasteless joke. Uh, 2013, 2013 is being made. To um, and uh, and then also Michael Ian Black. Yes. Mm. And well. the problem is a lot of these people also are. Outspoken against Trump right. and and the and conservative movement in general and stuff like that. So and not that you shouldn't be allowed to be for whatever side you want to be, but like right. it's clear that people discovered a, like a tool, and now everyone's trying to constantly use that tool. That to me that's scary because it's like now you're not even no one's having a conversation, no one's talking to anyone anymore. Yeah, and that's how things get worse a lack of communication. Whether or not you agree with the Mark Duplass tweet endorsing a, a pundit that you don't agree with, at the very least, he was saying, have a, have a conversation, open, up, open yeah. up some sort of conversational mm-hmm. pathway. Now it's just getting really, really bad. And then, of course, onto the Dan Harmon thing. Yeah. That one was, I, I haven't seen the video, but I the description of it did make me laugh. Because it was supposed to be a, this is how it was described to me. The Dexter parody? It was a, de- a parody of yeah. Dexter, which if you don't remember Dexter, it was a show about a serial killer. And he was the protagonist for all intents and purposes. And so I guess the joke of the, he's also from Channel 101, which was some of the most like vile and disgusting. Oh, yeah. Like, Well, I mean, people accurately pointed out that Rick, the inspiration for Rick and Morty. The old cartoon. Doc and Marty, yeah. that cartoon. Like, the end of the first balls, episode Morty, yeah. is that the Marty character has to suck Doc's dick to get the time machine to work, like, yeah. it, like it's it's unrelenting yeah. in its in its gratuitousness. Um, I don't I, I I don't know. As well, someone who practices comedy, this is really not. Well, so fun. the uh, allow me to to sort of I guess not speculate, but understand where both sides are coming from because I think so. I'll see a lot of tweets about like Mike Leanback is a good example of of hating on Trump and hating on that side of politics and whatever. Again, I'm not really trying to drop myself on either side. It's more of like, I see that a lot from him. Uh, and a lot of that is standing on the, there's a moral platform that was like, I can't believe Trump is such a bad guy. 
I can't believe you did this and this and this, and that's so against morality and it's so against you know mm. human decency, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So then when they go back and they see the jokes they make, then they go, well, that's also against human decency. Sure. That's also not moral at all. So you should all you should also not be you know part of this this and and so I I think I understand that, but the problem is is that with Trump the context is. He's the leader of the free world, mm-hmm. whereas Michael Ian Black's a comedian. Yes. So for me, it's like I don't know there's, if they equate. The standards shouldn't. The standards yeah. are the same. I don't be. know if they. There's equate. there's a certain thing, and I'm not. He he who threw the first stone or yeah, yeah. whatever. I, sure. I, he hasn't seen. That's how it's stone. justified for sure. I guess yeah. It's like how dare you? They perceive an attack. Therefore, they you? it seems as weapon free. And I I can I can see that argument. I can mm. definitely see that argument. Yeah. Like who are you to criticize when you're also a piece of shit? Right. And you're like. Well, I'm also I'm a piece of shit who's not a leader. I'm not leading people, so but I get it too. Where it's like, does that mean your opinion lose uh, validation? Sure, I don't know. Like, yeah. but at the same time, you are you are free not to listen to people. You're also, I guess, free to attack them. The, uh, that's where we're at. So, given the content of our channel, one of the most gratifying things that I try to do, and it, it doesn't it's it's hard to seek out because I think you cultivate an audience that gets it. Um, but not everyone gets everything, and we've seen at this point we've been reached out to by any number of topics. It's probably we've we've gotten at least one comment or criticism from every single thing that we've ever done or ever discussed, um, subject matter-wise. But one of the most gratifying things you can do is have a conversation with that person and try and understand. You don't have to necessarily change or apologize for what you've done or who you are, but you can understand where someone's coming from and they can try and understand where you're coming from. That's, it's a really valuable tool. And it really, generally, every after every single conversation I've ever had, at this point I've probably had 52, 50 to 75 of these. I, just through Reddit or Twitter or any, or in person or any means like that. You know, like the apology tour or like a one-on-one <laughs> like? No, like talk. like actual like a one talks on one. like oh, yeah. with yeah. people uh, over the internet about mm-hmm. our content and stuff. I always feel so much better having spoken to someone about it. I always feel so much better. Yeah, I, I hope that they do. That's I always, hope that they do that's too. That's always my big hope. Like I, a while back, I got a letter about wearing that headdress for Let's Play Live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that where I, I wore this like Native American headdress thing, and I got a letter from like physical letter from somebody who was. Who was it actually had communicated themselves very well mm-hmm. in the sense that they were offended, but they understood why that it was a joke, but also they were still offended, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I had wished, like James said, I wished that I, I had been able to reach out to that person mm-hmm. and be like, hey, let's talk about this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see kind of where you're coming from, uh, where your biases are, and, you know, just, just to try and resolve it uh, with you as a fan, because mm-hmm. I, I don't want you to feel like I'm out there being like, I'm going to offend you know, just this one group of people because mm. I hate them. No, it's not like that at all. It's more of like, oh, we're just we're making jokes and we're going to offend everybody. But I'll have a, an absolute. I'll have a conversation with you. I want to. I'm, I want to find out what you think. Some people, some people experience trauma or hardship, and they go to therapy, or they get some sort of medication, or they exercise, or they do whatever. Other people try and find the humor in it. Hmm. Um, I know that's what. I tend to do. There's there's a um, there's a great series on CNN. I recommend watching it. But it's the it's called the History of Comedy. It's on like season two right now. Yeah. They talk about the exact thing. A bunch of comedians basically say the best comedy comes from depression. And that there's a there's a, a reason why a lot of comedians either kill themselves or are diagnosed as being clinically depressed. It's because they find the humor in depression. So it's like 
there's, there's, rarely is it coming from a place of hate, of like, I'm so angry at this race of people, yeah. so I will then mock them. Uh, it's usually, it's ne almost never that. It's usually self-deprecation above all things. But I don't know. Also, to be clear, just because it's intended to be comedy doesn't mean it's funny. Yeah, that always. Uh, that's, that's, you can't claim that as a defense like, in retrospect. I, 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 if people are like, those James Gunn tweets are not funny, I'm not going to be like, what's your problem? Where do you go? No, that's totally fine. They're not funny. I, I do have a problem with people going, those James Gunn tweets are not funny and he must be a pedophile because no one other than a pedophile would ever think to say something like that. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Well, no, I, yeah, I know that's not true. I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> that's an argument made in bad faith. I don't, I don't think that's how comedy works. Um, there's a term for it. It's called gallows humor. Hmm. And it's basically picking the worst conceivable scenario you yeah. could and then trying to mock it. I love Benson more than anything in this world except for maybe Elise. <laughs> and just the other day, I made a joke about abandoning him in a park somewhere because of how much easier it would make my life. And, and Elise and I both had a good laugh about it as he's sitting there looking adorable. I would never do it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I can't find humor in such a bizarre, far from me, right. far from my situation kind of joke. Um, yeah. I don't know. And, and again, it's the, we don't, there's the open mic type things. Comedians throw shit at the wall. That's what they do. That's how they get good jokes is they try bad jokes, and then that's how you sharpen your sword, and that's how you get better. It's, it's really scary. When all this started happening, it was really scary to me that people were like, you know what we should go after? Comedians! Yeah. Well, if, if you want to buy into the organization of it, they're going after anyone that frames yeah. the world in politics for the American population. Yeah. And yeah, media creators, James Gunn, and comedians are, play a very powerful role in that. Yeah. So well, yeah, it's. Uh, I think there's also a, a, that skews more liberal as well. I think it does. there's a certain aspect Typically of, of it's. Yeah. I don't know creative arts or whatever. I don't know why. Yeah. I have no idea. I've, I've heard some interesting expl explorations of that. This is a bit of a, a side side note, and apologies because I'm going to speak in very broad stereotypes here that may or may not apply to you or your political beliefs or whatever. It's just thought thought fodder. But one of the interesting things I thought is that. Uh, or what, what they expressed is that a liberal mindset is kind of innately based around empathy and inclusion of wanting to understand other lives and admitting fault uh, and, and growing. Um, or that could be also be interpreted as just personal weakness. But conservative mindsets tend to celebrate self and the power of self. So conservative, conservative viewpoints and conservative stories tend to follow around main characters that are perfect and have nothing to learn or they endure hardships but they never admit fault or weakness or frailty. Uh, so from those different kinds of worldviews or those different kinds of storytelling arcs, a something that comes from something that is brittle and human and fragile and involves growth and learning and acceptance is usually more interesting to the human than the story of a perfect person who undergoes a slight trial but then still comes out ahead in the end mm -hmm. due to their own uh, positive virtues. I, I thought it was interesting uh, thought fodder, but nothing that I would say is conclusive yeah, about yeah. how mm. philosophy can influence creative creativity. Yeah, yeah. I just the, the scary thing of all this is it feels very authoritative and authoritarian and yeah. very Orwellian in a way where there are like thought police and I definitely I political I, I don't really land anywhere on a political spectrum. I do believe in a democracy. I do believe in freedom of thought. I do believe in checks and balances. I don't 
like a dictatorship. I don't like those historically, and I don't. I definitely don't want those to happen in the future. And what scares me is when they say you don't agree with us, you're going down. That scares me. Mm-hmm. That's all. And you, you've seen that historically, and it's scary. Well, I think. So, I, I mean, I think to again try and reach across and empathize. I think fear is a driving factor in all of this, because. Again, if we want to say the starting point, but the catalyst for this is is Roseanne's tweet, the fear was that, wait, now I can't make my things with my, who's coming for me, so we'll go to them, right? I think there is a kind of a reaction. I think fear, but then fear motivates both sides. So I think you see a lot of, it wasn't wasn't entirely uh, people on the right side of the spectrum going after James Gunn. There were a ton, I saw a ton of responses to his things from people that I'm sure would identify left side of politics going, this is unacceptable. He should get out of here. He's a pedophile. And so like, like who would ever think that way? What about the children kind of thing like that? And so it's not just one side, um, but I think it's fear. Fear motivates both sides in, in all of their conclusions. I think you're right. I think the the Cernovich side sees, so they, they feel attacked, I think, almost on a daily basis by Twitter and Instagram and every other social media, because if they, you know, they side with Trump, if they're on the conservative side, I think they feel attacked because they're like, you know, you guys are terrible people. Basically, it's it, it's 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 interesting. The more that I watch the dialogue, the more it's it's not it's not about a dialogue of issues. It's about it's about literal insults. It's just they're just literally hur- like hurling insults, and this is on both sides. I see this on both sides all the time, mm-hmm. where they're calling, you know, like. Uh, not just Trump, but like other people that are associated with Trump, like, oh, he's such a fucking, you know, giant asshole who hates kids or whatever. Like, it's not even, it's not even like, it's yeah. not constructive. It's it's just like insults. And to me, I see that on both sides. And I'm like, this is absolutely never going to work. Well, it's yeah. it's because people are angry and they're angry because they're scared. Yeah. And and I am someone who is very admitted left in politics. Yeah. I I go to protests and I vote a certain way. And, but even that, I understand that there's nothing constructive to come from just insulting or assuming the person that you don't agree with is bad. There's a reason they believe the way that they believe. People don't just believe, ran- they just don't get assigned a random belief and go, boom, that's what I'm thinking. There's a worldview that has formulated that belief. I just don't think you go after comedians. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Who well, goes got, after comedians? Well, the other thing now, too. Robert Williams played Genie, and you would hear some of the shit he said in the 80s. Well, they can't go after him now. Some of the shit he said in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, the, well I, so an example, and I don't want to give Disney ideas, but Sarah Silverman is in the new Wreck-It Ralph. She was in the previous one. Kids don't fucking know that. But there was like a picture of her dressed as Hitler at some point. Well, yeah. uh, there was a whole thing, actually, in this history of comedy thing, it's really important I think to watch it for the moment where I want to say she was on Conan or Letterman and she used a uh, a racial slur for Chinese people uh, it was for the joke it's a funny joke the way she uses it it's like it was like that's it that's a good joke the way it worked she she did misdirection and it worked she she and the show got in trouble for it this is like early 2000s I believe late 90s and so she goes on uh, the show, Bill Maher's old show, The Politically Incorrect. Correct, time. Yeah. Oh. She goes on that, which was an ABC show, Disney show. And a gentleman it was from- Comedy Central, but yeah. No, no, it was, like, it was like network television. Politically Incorrect was? I believe so, that was ABC. Okay. I, could, I could be totally wrong. Um, but she goes on that show and there is a gentleman from the, um, whatever the, 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 whoever's a, like a ambassador for the Chinese people or Asian Americans. And he basically tells her, 
why didn't you do the joke this way? And she goes, but it defeats the purpose of the joke. He goes, no, it doesn't. It's still funny. And it's like, clearly this guy does not have a, a funny bone in his body. And he's very serious. And all his jokes are like, why would you tell that joke? The, ch- the, the, the Asian American has gone through so much. Don't you know that? She's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm here to make jokes. She's like, because I've made every Jewish joke that I possibly can. And I've. Because well, she's Jewish. And she's Jewish. Yeah. And so she's like, I did that because it. It got a rise, and it, it so a lot of people found it funny, but a lot of people didn't, and it's like that's typically comedy. And the, for me, the, the whole checks and balances is like, yes, either people will find it funny or they won't, and they'll ostracize you and they'll kick you out, you know, like, and people will just choose not to listen to you, and you'll find an audience or whatever. I mean, but his expertise is knowing what that group of people have gone through and Absolutely. dealt with, right? Her expertise is comedy. So she, in, in that discussion, she's going to argue in favor of the better comedy, yeah. which is was her version of the joke. He's going to argue in favor of the damage that that comedy can do sure. in, his, in his perception. And I, I don't think anyone is right or wrong. I think that that is, once again, the checks and balances. You, you'll never please everyone and you'll never make everyone upset. There's always gonna be, so, there's a lot of fucking people on this yeah. planet. So it's always going to happen. The more we blur the line between, because I mean like politics and comedy are always going to go hand in hand. It's mm-hmm. just always a thing. But the more we blur the line between a comedian telling you what to think politically and a politician telling you what to think comedically, the worse it's going to become. Hmm. Um, because I, I think, like like James said, it's like, like, like kind of let them, like, like, they're a comedian, they know what to do mm-hmm. for comedy, and this other Asian-American ambassador knows about the Asian plight. Mm-hmm. But the more they cross paths and Michael Ian Black tells me what to think politically and Mike Cernovich tells me what to think is funny, that's never going to work, and I and I and again, it's that point is just hurling insults at each other. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't know that I don't know that that's the right way to do it because right now this is what we've got, which you, is people shouting at each well, other. Well, but then you escape and find like-minded groups that all end up just yeah. agreeing with each other, and you're in an echo chamber. It's absolutely, and then yeah. it goes. We have the ability to just mute people and block people, and then we go. I don't. It, it's like I'm just going to go keep getting positive reinforcement over here, and then nothing is accomplished. So right. once again, I am rooting for the robots to kill us all, and then look right, back at our history <laughs> and go calculating hey. morality. <laughs> False. Yeah. And, and then being like, weren't they aware that the sun was going to burn out in a trillion years, and they had very little time, and they wasted yeah. their energy on this thing? We dumped all of our carbon into the atmosphere. They, and why were they planet. bombing each other? This Oops. makes no sense. Because Facebook sorted news articles. All right. <laughs> what are we supposed to do with it? anyway? Uh, in these trying times, you have to clear your head, and you should do that with Beachbody on Demand. <laughs> yeah, bit of a bit of a train wreck of a, of a segue, but whatever. Uh, that's that a sponsor of this podcast. Uh, Beachbody on Demand is a uh, digital service that lets you access a library of Beachbody workouts from your phone or your computer, pretty much anything that has the internet. Uh, this is the company behind P90X, Insanity, Twenty One Day Fix, T25, Brazil Butt Lift, Payo, Hip Hop Abs, Three Week Yoga Retreat, and more. Uh, they have individual workouts. They also have whole programs. So if you want to do like a month-long uh, camp or retreat or something like that, you can just plug it in day by day. It's actually pretty cool when you go to the website. If you if you are in the middle of a program like that, it'll just splash the next one up right there. So it's just like one click and you can get right to your workout. I've been doing uh, yoga for weekend warriors with my main man, Ted. Uh, so yeah, every every time I've been doing that like once or twice a week just to get myself all limbered up. I can feel the... I can feel the, the, the age tightness start to seep in, get a little stiff in the morning. So got to be doing those downward dogs and uh, Hari Shrivanasanas or whatever. Yeah, nice. Uh, salutations. That's a reporter for uh, PBS NewsHour. Uh, but yes, also that. What's the, yeah, what's the sun salutation Warrior. Called? What's the one? Yeah, Warrior. Warriors. Warriors. Easy. One, two, three, crescent pose. 
Wow. Yeah, they have those too. Whatever. Shavasana. They have one-legged squats, man. That's hard. Pistol oh, squats? Yeah, there's some pistol squats in oh, there. Oh, God. Uh, still can't squat on my legs. I want to do that. I want to do the Asian squat. Can't oh, quite get oh, there. The the heels sit. always come off the ground just a little bit. Oh, yeah. But if I keep doing it, I'll get there eventually. Uh, they have workouts as short as 10 minutes that don't require any extra equipment or long ones that you can run the whole Insanity game. But if you feel like it, uh, I, keep, I keep thinking maybe it's time and then I just don't do it. Uh, but you guys can get a uh, special free trial membership to the entire program when you text DUDE to 303030. That's just D-U-D-E. Text that to 303030. You get access to the entire platform. That's workouts, nutritional information, support, all for free for the trial membership. And once more, that's DUDE to 303030 for uh, Beachbody on demand. So thank you, Beachbody, for at least keeping our, our bodies looking right, even if our heads are, are cluttered. Cluttered with stuff. Yeah, but a bunch of dumb tweets to make. Go get fired. Yeah. Bruce, what you said I, I thought was pretty interesting about, about like roles changing um, and people sort of speaking to areas maybe they shouldn't be or classically haven't. I feel like, and, and this is just something popped in my head, but I feel like all that changed when America elected a reality star as president and immediately did not respect any rule of decorum about being a president, about I, I how would, to talk. and I, I would agree. Uh, it just seemed to be weapons free on all communications then. Yeah, I, kind of back to James's point too, I, I think uh, with the dialogue, it's much more important to just not hurl insults at each other. I, I'm really, I, like, it's okay if Mike Liam Black's like, I disagree with the way Trump did this and this and this. I feel like it should be this way. That's fine, whatever. And I, I'm not using Mike Liam Black for any particular reason other than it's just the name I remember. Mm -hmm. um, but if he's sitting there shouting insults at someone, I just don't, that's, then at that point, it's like you're inviting an attack from the opposite side and that's what's happening. Yeah. It's just, just lobs uh, on each other rather than, you know, like, it's okay if you disagree, if you, or if you have opinions here, like, let's try and find a middle ground or let's try and find uh, the, the, I guess the opinion that, that works the best for our society or whatever, <laughs> rather than mm -hmm. screaming at each other yeah. and, and calling each other names. Oh, that, oh I was, I was, I was going to, sorry. Oh, I was, I was just going to run down a list of possible events because kind of like uh, the Jessica Price situation, this seemed really abrupt for something that apparently was already known and dealt with. Mm. So for me, I find it interesting to try and hypothesize about various configurations of events that might make James Gunn's just getting outright trashed makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I've got a couple of, of a couple of events here in, and I can order them in likelihood. To me, the least likely is the story as it's presented, that Disney was totally not aware of his past. Somebody clutched there's, their pearls yeah, as soon no as they way. Yeah. There's I know. no way. It's, it's, a, it's a possibility, but it seems if very If nothing unlikely. else, you load up the person. If, if they did no other research, they went to his IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. there you have I, it. I was of the mindset Disney should have never hired James Gunn. I was, I was, in my mind, when they announced that, I was like, this ain't gonna fly. What, see, have you seen, have you seen Super? Like, holy shit, like, yeah. are they, and, then, and then Guardians came on. He fucking did it. Yeah. He took a, a fucking movie about a raccoon and a bunch of no-names, and now it's a ride. Well, it, it took over the Twilight Zone. Like, that's impressive. When so I was they, like, good for you, sir. When I they guess hired people him, can change. When they hired him, I was like, oh, shit. They're trying to inject some edge. They know that this is a property that they need to make stand out or whatever. And I also, just, again, following him on Twitter, you, you get the sense that he's... Like, while all other kids were reading Superman, he was reading Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. Like, he was that kid yeah, yeah. <laughs> growing up or whatever. Um, and so, people, like, when they announced Guardians, like, who? He clearly, yeah. he clearly had, like, a, an idea for it. But, like, yeah, it's, it seemed, I was like, I was like, okay, all right. Like, 
Well, they announced like him and then like Edgar Wright for Ant-Man around the same time. And you're like, fuck yeah, they're gonna start yeah. doing, and I still think they've kind of gone down that route of like they're finding trying. like, we're like gonna get they chances like, to Taika, these, yeah, I, these auteurs, these mm-hmm. standout guys. Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon was kind of a gamble. That's cool. true. <laughs> for the first Avengers, I would agree. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, John sorry, Favre. go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah, the, the, next, the next tick down that's slightly more likely is that somebody, somebody in charge of the firing was partially aware. Like, when James Gunn was brought on, they were like, who's that? And they're like, he's got a history, but don't worry about it. We had to talk about it, it's fine. And then they're like, well, we'll see. And then the second that there's an issue, they're like, mm, I knew this would be a problem, fire him. If, wow. if, like, if there was somebody convinced that it would be a problem, and the second it was, they're like, I was right, get rid of him it right took, now. It took that many years and that many That's well, why it also seems I just very think, unlikely. I think it's interesting because Taika Waititi is making a movie about Hitler right now. Yeah. He's making a comedy film I, about Hitler right now. I will I will say this, this has changed, at least. When uh, he was first hired, James Gunn was first hired, Marvel and Disney were very separate. Mm. Uh, as the years have gone by, Disney has been, invel- has been injecting uh, Marvel into more of the Disney property. There is now a ride at Disneyland. They're like, it's, it's definitely, they're seeing it as a family franchise. And so it's no longer, what is it, like Disney owns what, Miramax or owned Miramax at one point? And so like, basically Disney made Kill Bill. <laughs> You're not gonna see Kill Bill at Disneyland. That's not gonna happen. They're too smart to do anything stupid like that. But now they just, being the clean cut company that they are, they don't want any negativity associated with these brands. So it seems to be as Marvel's being more injected into the Disney franchise, they're being <laughs> a lot less tolerant. So that seems valid. Yeah. That, may, that, that to me that. is what makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to make for bad content, but that, that seems valid. And, and that's the, I agree. Well, and that's the thing is that that's the interesting part. And, and obviously, we're biased because we make a lot of edgy, edgy jokes and edgy content. Yeah. we like to think we do. Um, <laughs> as I say, well, we're not the edgiest thing in the world, uh, not that I've noticed. Um, but either way, I, I see that a lot from YouTube, where I, on YouTube they're like, oh, we're going to start skewing more family friendly, and eventually it's just going to turn into an unboxing uh, website. Uh, and 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 to me, I'm like. <laughs> It's not the best. That's eventually they'll realize they lost this whole other section of audience that likes to watch Adult Swim, that likes to watch HBO, because they don't have the edge anymore. I, maybe that's what they want. Um, well, that's how, well, it, that's how HBO started. You, yeah. I mean, I think you have to give people room to be creative to, to figure out. Like everyone starts as a big block of marble, and slowly you chip off the pieces that you don't think you need. But along the way, there's some large chunks that you're like, "I'm going to try this," and boom, like, and then ultimately, as you grow and you improve and you figure out the directions you want to go, like you refine it into a thing. Just as just a small example, it's not exactly relevant, but like, there's no cursing in any of the sex swing cartoon. There's no, there's no cursing. And that was a conscious decision that we made because we were like, well, if we have the time to choose our words, let's see if we can choose something else in place. And if you like, whether or not you think it sucked or not, doesn't really matter. I'm just using it to make a point. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Steele's character, we found a different way for him to curse as much as someone with a foul mouth would curse without ever actually cursing. Just a choice we tried to make. These are the experiments that you do yeah. one way or the other to try and figure out your voice and your craft and your tone and how you're going to express yourself. And if you're talking comedy, Jesus Christ, go to an open mic, please. <laughs> and if you have a time machine, go to an open mic in the late 70s and early 80s. 
And I, uh, someone, someone immediately pointed it out, and they were like, George motherfucking Carlin played Mr. Conductor in Shining Time Station, the Thomas the Tank Engine show, in the, in the 80s and 90s or whatever. George Carlin. Yeah. Banned from television yeah, or whatever for being just horrific in his stand-up act. Yeah. And it's still, like, it's not like, oh, at the time he showed a little knee. No, it's still, no, it's still pretty yeah. fucking aggressive. I don't know. I just, it's just, it bothers me. I, the Dan Harmon thing I thought was interesting because Adult Swim's response was, yep, this is pretty bad. Yeah. But he doesn't make that for us. Uh-huh. Yeah. He doesn't. Also, have you, by him, have you, I guess Rick and Morty is... A far cry from mm-hmm. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess. A Disney thing versus That's true. A, but for how long? Well, different ad- different advertisers. You're yeah. absolutely right. Adam. And Adult like, Swim yeah. doesn't answer to the same like yeah, yeah. Midwestern house house housewives yeah, yeah. and house fathers. That's a good point. Uh, house fathers. I yeah, Adam. You. I, I, I don't want to watch the video. Nah. Apparently, no, <laughs> oh, okay, I, I get it. Like, I. Once again, someone pitching that idea to me, like, that's pretty funny. I would never make that. Yeah, but it... That's terrible. That's funny well, at 30 seconds. Arizona Circle's coming out. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, can we officially <laughs> call it Arizona Circle now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, actually, else. a good example of that, just oh, the whole yeah. cursing thing in general. There was a skit we shot when we did that, and there was a, a, a young boy on set somewhere around, and I didn't want to cuss. You, one of the lines were like, use the word bitch, and I was like, there's a kid around here. I don't want to curse. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, just do it, and it ended up being the funnier take. But like it made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, because we also panned the camera over to the kid who was in tears, yeah. crying. Yeah, crying. yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I that word. And he couldn't cry, so we had to spit on him. To get yeah, the tears so we had there. to spit <laughs> on yeah, him. Yeah. So I tweeted me. that, and I said, "This will be funny ten years from now." <laughs> you watch World. See, that's no. funny because you're not supposed to spit on kids. <laughs> you're we, not supposed to, to do that after every joke. Now we have to stop and stare at the camera and go, "This guy likes abusing kids. He's a kid abuser. Let's take him down." The idea of that. Is so far fetched that you're like, why would someone do that? They'd have to be a monster. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's funny. We're just in a we're in a weird time. Uh, I, 2018 and 2017, like I feel like we've been building up into into these years right now. Uh, I see it seems, and this this is the wrong way to put it because I've been trying to find the, the right way to put it. But our tolerance is less mm-hmm. for these sorts of things um, as a society right now. And I, I eventually, I'm sure we'll reach a we'll reach a good compromise, but we've swung one way, yeah. and I'm worried about it. Morality, <laughs> like, well, morality has always been reactionary. Yeah. yeah, it's a pendulum, and so if you think about coming out of the '50s, mm. Johnny Unitas bullshit, and like you go to the '60s, yeah, mm-hmm. then you swing into the yeah. '60s and into the '70s, and everyone was like, "Whatever, whoa!" <laughs> like it was sex and say whatever you want and stuff like that. So the '80s know. buttoned it up a little bit, then also kind of got a little crazy Just, with yeah. cocaine. It's yeah. really weird. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna, things are gonna get a lot less funny. <laughs> Just if this is something that's going to be enforced. Yeah. Dave I, Chappelle's critically acclaimed stand-up comedy from earlier this year. Was he come out earlier this year? Yeah. Ends with a. Or, really it like ends it. with a pretty fantastic rape joke. It does. So if you're just like blanket no rape jokes, which totally justified, yeah. you can totally feel that way. I completely understand. But good, his is an joke. amazing joke. joke. Um, and that's people are like oh, nine out of ten. Great, one of the greatest stand-ups <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Well, for so. me, it, and I think what James, what James just said again, where you keep saying like you're justified in, in saying you don't want rape jokes. Totally fine. You yep. can say that over and yes. over and over if you want, and uh, it's okay. To me, and I always go back to this: it's personal responsibility. So for for you, if you don't like the rape joke, that's okay. You can tell people I didn't like the stand up because of this joke. Uh, like the subject of rape is really close to my heart. Obviously, like I had a traumatic event or whatever. Mm. Um, totally fine. 
It's more about than the attacks. It's more about than you you uh, screaming at other people and trying to not even change their mind, really. It's just more about like you hurling even more negativity into the universe, which has always confused me. Because if, if, if it bothers you, it bothers you. And then you, you tell other people around you, and that's fine. You know, like you're like, hey, that's just the way I feel. And to be fair, those other people should respect yeah, they totally that did. it bothers you. Yes. Because yeah. I know some people react to the reaction, which is what you're doing. That's an attack. That's, and that's not that's okay. Also, that's also an attack. And, that, and again, it's like, I bet you've walked up to Dave Chappelle and said, hey, like, same deal. It's like, I didn't like the rape joke. Hopefully, as Dave Chappelle, like he, he seems like a reasonable guy, would go, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry that it offended you. This was never meant to offend you. Yeah. Um, at the same time, this was, this was my stand-up. This was my creation. Yeah. Uh, he's also poking fun. It, he got smoking. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's smoking. vaping <laughs> like a, I feel like he also crafted it brilliantly because he's talking about someone else right. who is an accused rapist. And it was like, <laughs> the context, it, it, well, we can say this we're blue in the face. Context is the most important thing. Yeah in comedy and that rule has gone up the fucking window however however long it's well twitter is part of it too yeah, yeah. You, well and, and it gives people the power to shape context right so you you can lift one statement out of of the yeah the era of the man you can lift it away from his apologies his explanations or his growth as a person or what he's doing right now lift it out rewrite the context to say this man is an active pedophile who else would say something like this mm-hmm. Send that to all the people who are willing to believe you or already bought into your framing of world events, and then it's just off to the races. It, it, I think in addition to uh, people ignoring context, it's also people weaponizing the crafting of context and crafting narrative, and then also a lot of people's willingness to just buy into that and eat it up because it agrees with your worldview or your whatever mission you happen to be on in terms of waging internet cultural wars. We are a people who are uh, we're interested in the headline, not the body. Yeah. Yeah. It's very easy to go through Reddit, your RSS feed, or I mean, if people fucking use that anymore, and just go, huh, interesting. And then that's it. That's the story you got. That's the narrative in your head. You've already moved on with your life. There's six other stories that have already popped up. You've moved on. Um, I'm trying to think of what like the big, huge controversy was. Someone brought this up the other day. I think it was uh, John was talking about the the Joss Whedon thing. Hmm. They announced a new Joss Whedon show. Everybody got over it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, uh, everyone was all. Every story was super excited. Joss Whedon new series. Oh, and then, and then Josh, or, uh, John was like, "Did we already forget about like the the thing his his uh, ex wife wrote? Yeah. Like this horrific thing about him is like, no one seemed to be interested in that. They're just like, oh man, that guy made Buffy. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I guess so it's like people just seem to just move it, on. If you want to consider the system of things, <laughs> it's not it's not better. He was accused of something and then denied it, which. <laughs> makes everyone around, in a weird way, makes everyone around that person feel more okay with it. Hmm. So whether or not Joss Whedon like, did something, he, he didn't felt comfortable denying it. And so that's, I don't know, I that's feel true. like that's easier to come back from than if there's a record of you having apologized for it and said that you have moved on. Well, clearly it doesn't matter. I think, I think those two things in microcosm show it's, it's, it's less about the truth of anything now or the actual merit of somebody's person, but more about the PR of how it's framed and presented. Mm-hmm. So yeah, James Gunn theoretically did everything right. Admitted to it wholesale, humble apology, complete transparency, by all rights, did everything right, and then got fired because it, whatever ammunition that was used against him came at the right time or in the right context for him to get wiped off a project. Mm. Meanwhile, Joss Whedon did everything wrong, lied about it multiple times, never really apologized, 
seemed kind of proud of it in his if admission. He, if he if he did it, then he did everything yeah. wrong. Well, he said he did, didn't he? Mm. I don't know that he ever really. He never. I guess it was his wife quoting him. Now that I remember. Yes. Um, but I remember him saying like, yeah, I was doing it. I was totally living the double life and pulling it off. I was living the Hollywood dream. Like, I, I remember reading that from his perspective, but maybe I'm off about that. I think that. that was him admitting it to her in yeah. the article. And then if she, I recall the statement that came out after that was that, oh no, no, that's just, uh, his wife is wrong. If I recall. That yeah, was the last I saw. Funny, it's the Trump defense though. If you just stick to your guns hard enough, people will be willing to swipe, like sweep it away. They'll be willing to file it back in their brain of like, well, maybe, mm -hmm. and then you don't. I can't keep up anymore. We'll yeah, it's, up. Yep. it's either yes, no, yes, no, 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 oh, yes. I mean, Johnny Depp had a great yeah. weekend at Comic-Con. Yeah, see, I just, I have to You're like. On a panel with his ex. All, all the stuff that you're talking about with Joss Whedon and Johnny Depp, stuff, like, I have to just believe that if James Gunn is telling the truth, if he really is truly sorry, and he's like, and I believe he is, by the way, I, I think that he he's not making those jokes anymore because He's honed his craft, and he's got a good—he's got good at something that's a little more family-friendly. Mm -hmm. Then, I have to believe <laughs> that some sort of positive energy in the universe will, will pay off for James Gunn. You think he's going to work I mean, in Funhouse later on? A, come to Funhouse. Not supposed to announce that. <laughs> yeah. oh, Gunhouse. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, on the flip side, though, this movie's made a shitload um, of money. This could be a very much a wake-up call that maybe don't tweet whatever the hell you want. Oh, absolutely. And yes. maybe don't yeah. go picking fights. Maybe think wisely. I have to go back and look at my old shit too, where I'm like, I think for the most part I was aware people were looking at me and I'm, yeah, I made, probably made some lame jokes, but nothing, God, I don't know, I think I made a 311 joke a while ago. <gasps> don't I you don't dare. Know. That's one thing I won't tolerate. No <laughs> mocking of 311. I didn't I mock them. They just put out a cover of Offspring Self-Esteem and it's great. Wait, what? 311 covered yeah, they the Offspring? That yes, was they also did. popular when they were? Yes, they did, and it's great. It's That'd a little short, like, though. Big bad voodoo daddy covering voodoo glow skulls. <laughs> that would be awesome. I was actually. hoping you'd say Terry Pop and Daddy. Terry Pop and Daddy's actually had gasoline in a match right now. No, <laughs> no joke. I, uh, I there was a ska song on the radio yesterday. I took a photo Which of it. Which song? I don't know. I forgot it. So I just took a photo of my dashboard just to be like, I'm gonna send this to Bruce. I think a modern ska song just came out. No, and it was played you, what was it? on the radio. Ska is uh, back. Boss Tones uh, put out a new album. If you're gonna fire someone for something, you could fire them for ska. <laughs> Speaking of gasoline and matches, James, well, yeah, I got, on, I got, we got our own little fire for me to douse up, douse up a little bit. Oh, so uh, we commonly peddle boner pills on this show, as you're aware. Um, a lot of <laughs> Adam just put his head. That's what I commonly peddle. That's the wrong words to use. Hims is a sponsor of this program. There we go. And uh, so a lot of people um, who, in some of the heated discussions that I tried to have on Reddit, um, maybe aren't aware of, or wish that the medical condition in America were different, and I agree. Um, also, a lot of people, I think when it comes to framing narrative, found a particular little bullet point in the World Health Organization's recommendations that advised against telemedicine. Some people found little phrases in the California Medical Code that implied that telemedicine was illegal in the state of California. Yes, people actually did, got that deep into trying to justify their hatred of this, this sponsor. Anyway, um, when all this was going down, I wrote to Hims uh, and tried to get in contact with the, the medical director there oh. to pass along these questions. And he's the medical director at Hims, though. Yes. Okay. So this, I got a response from the medical director for Hims and the president of Bailey Health, Dr. Brendan Levy. Um, it arrived about a week ago. That's the speed of the real world. I know that everyone demanded answers right then, and I had to be like, chill out. We're looking into it. Um, but I think most people have either let their anger run its course or. Um, 
either cancel their first memberships out of out of disgust or whatever. But anyway, here's the full response if you are, and, and I'll read this and then go into the ad read. So this isn't part of the ad read. This is just for the people on the subreddit or any of our viewers that were upset or frustrated or confused about HIMSS and how it works. Here you are. This is again from the medical director for HIMSS and the president of Bailey Health, Dr. Brendan Levy. Writes, thank you for expressing support and interest. You asked how physicians like myself could legally prescribe medicine without a traditional physical exam in the state of California. To begin with, I am fully aware of the harms that may arise without an appropriate prior exam, and I take every measure possible to ensure patient safety and that all patients are aware of the risks and benefits of our model and any treatments proposed. Our goal is to provide healthcare that is accessible, safe, and of the highest quality. With respect to your question, California allows phys physicians to use telehealth to facilitate diagnosis, consultation, and treatment of patients. Uh, there's a link to the uh, telehealth article on uh, mbc.ca.gov. I can leave that in the description if you'd like to follow that. Uh, he continues, we use a variety of different methods for assessing our patients and ensure that visits always meet or exceed the standard of care that one might observe when the doctor and a patient are face-to-face -face in the clinic, including features such as dynamically branching questions that delve deeper into relevant issues such as smoking history and willingness to quit. There are several advantages to a model like this. One important one is that the conditions we treat carry significant social stigma and we can often get more candid histories than patients feel comfortable providing in person. For example, where a patient might be unwilling to explain the facts and circumstances surrounding his difficulty in maintaining an erection during an in-person consult, our platform creates a virtual space where patients feel comfortable with themselves enough to describe their problem. Guided by scientific studies similar to the attached article from the American Journal of Men's Health, our website was specifically designed to normalize and make patients feel less shy about their potential issues with erectile dysfunction, balding, etc., such that they might feel comfortable enough to talk openly and honestly about the manifestation of their symptoms. We combine the information of a detailed history with other data to formulate a plan. For instance, if a patient is concerned with balding, we ask them to upload several high-resolution photographs of their scalp from different angles to ensure we can make an appropriate diagnosis. Notably, we treat only a few conditions through the platform, and if there is any indication that the patient may be suffering from a more serious condition, or if he has a condition that would best be co-managed, for example, diabetes and erectile dysfunction, we refer them to a local physician. We only provide care for, care for conditions where, after careful review of the medical literature, current practices and guidelines, and expert advice, we determine that we can offer these services in a way that meet or exceeds the standard of care. We also provide the patient's opportunity to freely ask our medical team of primary care doctors, dermatologists, and urologists any questions they may have at any time, offering almost unprecedented access to excellent physicians. We also continue to expand our technology to better serve our patients. All right, this last paragraph, almost there. With respect to your question about the World Health Organization and others who caution against telemedicine, I think that, uh, I think that for some more risky conditions or those that would benefit from in-person care, that is absolutely correct and the precise reason why we offer narrowly scoped and low-risk services through our platform. Notably, in the United Kingdom, Viagra is now available without a prescription, so even from a global perspective, our practice is often exceeding the, sta the uh, standard of care. Please let me know if you have any further questions. So that was a lot of stuff. Uh, it basically boils down to the services they provide, and, and these are points that I tried to make on, on certain discussions on the subreddit and that to, to people who were very unwilling to hear it out, but the services they provide and the medications they provide, actually the side effects of which are pretty low and the risk of incurring uh, medical damage as a result of misuse or overuse of those is also pretty low. Um, and a lot of, like it, it, it can get kind of cyclical with, well, people can lie, but yeah, people can go into the office and lie. 
oh, it's harder to lie in the office, and, and then it just tumbles down and down. But anyway, I hope, I hope if Hims as a sponsor, if that makes you uncomfortable, I hope that that response either addressed some of your concerns uh, or provided information perhaps you didn't have. Uh, it can also provide a big hard dick if you don't have that. So that's my sweet transition into this ad read. Um, also, if, if you're concerned about the standard of uh, care, so people were concerned about uh, people just signing up for HIMSS uh, at, a, at a grip without really like going through the examination. I tried to sign up for the erectile dysfunction pills, and there were these two big boxes, one requiring you to say that you have had an in-person examination in the past year, and another requiring you to say that you have very recent blood pressure uh, readings. Um, yes, you can lie about either of those things, but you can also go to a doctor and lie. Uh, and again, yeah, maybe it's like, well, if, if it's all online, maybe it's easier to do. Uh, maybe. I just, it's hard for me to imagine the person that's going to go to all that trouble and manufacture all that fake, like, medical history to get erectile dysfunction pills when they don't even need them. Um, seems much more likely to me that somebody who is nervous or ashamed of erectile dysfunction might be more willing to fill out an online profile as opposed to make an appointment, go into a doctor's office, look someone in the eye and say, my dick is flat. That said, Hims is a sponsor and they're a telemedicine service that offers both uh, hair uh, retention drugs and erectile dysfunction treatments. Uh, so they, uh, HIMSS will connect you with real doctors uh, to get medical-grade solutions to treat erectile dysfunction. Uh, they offer some well-known uh, generic equivalents to brand-name prescriptions to help you treat ED. Uh, they say severe erectile dysfunction isn't just an issue for rich old guys in bathtubs, which is uh, imagery that is bizarrely common. I don't know why erectile dysfunction things always have two people in bathtubs holding hands, but whatever. It affects men in their 30s and 40s. Uh, so they say that uh, HIMSS is erectile without the dysfunction. Uh, you know, it's time we put some levity back in, back in erectile dysfunction. That's what I say. Hard made easy, they say. <laughs> Fucking I love it. Uh, you can try HIMSS today for a trial month for just $5 um, when you get started. $5 while supplies last. Um, I, do, I do recommend trying it out if you suffer from erectile dysfunction or hair loss. Um, the questionnaire they have is, well, it's not exhaustive. It's a good place to start. I did it for my hairline because when I hit like 33, Either it was paranoia or my hairline's actually getting thinner. I think it might be a little mix of both, you but. You a great hairline, Lawrence. Uh, thank you. I really, I've always thought you do. Well, you I got to keep Adam. it up. Hey, <laughs> hair grows. <laughs> I know, that's <laughs> both James and I. <laughs> but yeah, when, when I filled it out for hair, they, they made me take photos of basically every angle of my head. Some of those photos were blurry and they recommended a new photo. So at that by itself, and, and again, maybe if you haven't gone to an American doctor, that already is like, okay, you've already shown more attentiveness than a lot of the doctors I've been to. I remember, this, this is a sidebar that isn't necessarily part of this read, but I'm pretty sure when I got my hernia like three years ago, I went to a doctor and they just like squeezed me a little bit and they're like, must be indigestion. And then sent me on my way with like an antacid and that was it. And no, I'm pretty sure I tore a hole in myself, but they didn't really look into it that much, so because I didn't have a primary care physician at the time and no one was accepting new patients. So I went to this one doctor that was like across town and they were slammed. There was like kids hanging from the ceiling in there and vomiting on everything, bad scene. Anyway. Whoops. So your hair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, yeah, hymns is great. Uh, <laughs> I've been getting uh, finasteride for, for my hair and taking it regularly and I'm going to until I die because I want 
my I want my skull to have just beautiful hair, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna protect that as much as I can. And while I do not currently suffer from erectile dysfunction, it is very nice to know that if I do in the future, um, there is a low overhead uh, process that I can go through to be safely prescribed a medication, provided that I am, I feel secure in the process. And if you don't, that's fine. Uh, you can consult with your current doctor, and if that doctor prescribes you one of these drugs, you can then transfer your prescription over to HIMSS and just get it fulfilled through the mail. Uh, but, like I said before, you can get a trial month of HIMSS for just $5 at 4HIMSS.com soup. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash soup, S-O-U-P. Thank you, HIMSS, for keeping us hard, uh, because it's a hard world out there. Okay, gotta meet hard on hard. You can't show up with a, with a weak dick. People are gonna point at you show and laugh. Up where? <laughs> where do you show up? I don't know where he goes. To the I kind of want to show up to most places with a soft dick. That's usually where I. I nah, man. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, How old are you, little boy? Okay. Yeah. Ninety-nine percent of the time, you want a soft just dick. Just dick. Yeah. <laughs> I want that door to open two minutes before I get there. Just shove it in open. Yep. All right. Well, we have another scourge on the internet, and that is the dreaded, uh, the dreaded infection known as ligma. So when it comes to manufacturing Mega Man X? I don't know what Ligma is. Yeah? No. What is it? Tell me. <laughs> you're supposed to, Bruce, you're supposed to say what's Ligma. I won't say it. Don't say it. I'm not going to. Ligma balls, idiot! <laughs> uh, so, from last week, July 16th, this, this is where it all started. With an image of Harambe and Kimbo Slice and Tupac. <laughs> In heaven. I see the crocodile hunter. Yeah, crocodile yeah. hunter. See Irwin's in Michael there, Jackson. Prince and Michael Jackson. That's right, Kimbo Slice died. Uh, Ninja Hater is an Instagram account said, spread this, let's make fake news, OC. So it's Ninja standing at the bottom of a clouded staircase, rising into the heavens with a bump. Is that, who's that? It's Paul Walker. Oh, oh my God. Wow. How, how did you not recognize Paul Walker? I don't know. He's, how did he's I Paul recognize Green. Paul Walker? <laughs> Billy Mays More important there? question. A very, very loose shirt that he would always wear. Mm. So this, this was posted a while ago with the explicit thing of let's spread, let's make some fake news, and people did. They ran with it. Uh, What's the goal? Is it that to apply that Ninja died? Basically, yeah. Oh. Of Ligma? Yes. So I don't, I'm not sure exactly when Ligma got attached to it. Um, oh, yeah. Rare but, disease known as Ligma. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So <laughs> this, this is one step in it. This is on the 18th, so a couple days in. People are starting to like Photoshop up articles and spread around fake news that they're just dead. There's a typo in the article, this moaning nice. due to a new yeah. and rare disease known as Ligma. I also like how it's accredited to nutjuice underscore. <laughs> but that's not even this guy. Is this, was this actually on CBSnews.us? No, this is, this is oh, a Photoshop. Just a, okay, yeah. I love, I, I love it. But it just, it just kept circulating and circulating sure. and eventually like... When we were kids we said uh, Marilyn Manson took his ribs out so he can suck his own dick. This is oh, right, you're right. Or did, yeah. you, did you hear that Marilyn Manson fucked a chicken on stage? Mm -hmm. That was our, that's the, our version of this. Well, there's also the Ozzy Osbourne uh, bit the head off of I think he really did that though. Ate a bat, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, because he thought it was a fake bat. So cool. Yeah. But then when the blood poured into his mouth he was He's like, like, oh, oh no! no! Sharon! He's <laughs> a real butt, Sharon! Help me, I don't do this for real! So yeah, uh, people have been spamming it in Ninja's chat and stuff like that. Aww. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad because Ninja actually has done his best to keep his chat pretty clean because he knows kids have watched him and stuff like that. And Ligma no. is essentially, it's a dick joke. So he's like, guys, come on. Come on now. Uh, do you really want to like be saying Ligma balls around kids? Like, God bless. 
God bless Ninja. Kids are the ones saying it to me. So, but yeah. I'm hoping Why are we Lush, protecting the kids? I hope Lush Sex gets to direct Guards of the Galaxy 8. <laughs> Lush and he's apologizing for... Nut, nut Juice? No, oh, wanted, he, oh, yeah. he stole this from at nutjuice underscore. Let's see what nutjuice is up That's to. That's equivalent sure? to Joel Rubin underscore. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically the same. Yeah. Do you think nutjuice underscore is verified? Uh, Let's check. I hope so. Nut, wait, hold on a minute. This isn't right. Maybe it's Instagram. <gasps> oh, maybe it's Instagram. Nutjuice hasn't yeah. tweeted. Uh-oh, maybe drama. They, they maybe scrubbed their account so they can direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> That's going to be Taika Waititi probably. And they're going to be like, wait a minute, he made uh, Fly the Concords. Yeah. That was a bad. You keep that saying was, that. They, they made uh, Bowie jokes. He was didn't, beloved. Didn't make didn't that make show. That, no. Taika Waititi. Clement. He directed a lot of the episodes. He directed a few of the episodes. Oh really? Yeah, but no, he's I not a creator that. of the I don't, show. I don't think he's a creator. <laughs> well, it's. I, I think that's just an amusing example of like people collectively inventing a, a, a rumor and then it actually spreading. There was there was a day or so where people were legitimately confused that he might be Wait, sick. Was that the Hard Denning nominee? No. Oh, hey, Lawrence. I was going to vote for it. What's Ligma? Ligma balls, Bruce. Thank you. It's a joke five minutes in the making. Now but it's that. like, it's... Don't let that joke made up by an eight-year-old get in the hands of children. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is... It, what's weird to me is that is old. That's that's like updog stuff. That was... Uh, that's been thrown around the internet for a while. Yeah, but they just discovered it, so let them have I it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Have fun with it. It's like fine. CDs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's classic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it took me. You know what I've been doing lately when people start singing? I go, uh, hey, who sings this song? And they say, like, the name, right? And I go, cool. I wonder what other kind of music they have. <laughs> you're supposed you're supposed to Is say that a joke. It sounds better when they sing. I know. Or they or do they say, let's keep it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Which like is that. like the dickish, most dickish thing you can say. Yeah, I know. Hate when people do it. People just let me sing. I just, I just like it. Yeah, when somebody takes a canned, a canned jab like that, and they drop it on you, and then they think they burned you, just because their ability to like open up their mental briefcase and like give you a court summons. No, my, they did burn me. My favorite. No. I'll see this in Reddit threads. Someone will make a joke, and the guy underneath is like, "I'm stealing that one." Like, cool. Ah, I guess I get that. When I was 14, I was kind of desperate for an inventory. I get. I re, go to a, this. This will open up your eyes, to you Manny. Go to any Twitter. Twitter story like a if, uh, some PR agency who runs like a game or whatever like a you know Sega, or go to a Reddit thread where a news thing is announced. Go ahead and see how many times the same joke is posted oh, in there yeah. from independent people, with not copying the person before them, but thinking I came up with this and like, and that's our job too. Is where it's like let's come up with an original idea. And then like you stole their jokes. Like I, I came up with it that's independently, but to go edgy. We have to talk about dicks all the time. The kind of jokes that no one would ever dream to make. <laughs> like Ligma. Like Ligma. That's next level humor, you guys. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> we can't make actual jokes with structure anymore. It's just it's just memes now. Ligma's transformed into Sugma. <laughs> and Strogma? Smegma, I think. No, no. Sugma balls. Oh. Yeah, there's Sugma. There's smeg also Ligma. Smegma on my balls. Well, Smegma. But then clean it out with a Q-tip. What? That's what Smegma is. Yeah. Head cheese. Sometimes you got to do that to chinchillas. They get hair ring. Ugh. Yeah, it like chokes down on the tip of their dick, so you got to pull their foreskin back and just. You you circumcised folks wouldn't know this, but yeah. it's true. We yeah. Thank God. I've heard rumors. Our way more sensitive penises. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was more sensitive. Yeah, I know. That's 
Prove me wrong. I was gonna say, yeah. Prove me wrong. That's up for I debate. I won't get the surgery. Will, let's let's have sex with two women yeah. side by side. Whoever comes first wins. But no, no, no. You got to measure. I by, guarantee you, it will be by, the circumcised one. By, <laughs> but I have a mental. It's the only way to be certain. <laughs> no, it's not though, because it might be the holes might be different. You'd have to find <sighs> some like way. No, no, hold on. So you buy a flashlight. Oh but yeah, it's the only out. way science could. You have to have two flashlights that no, have never been used. Yeah, yeah, brand new. Okay. But whose flashlight? It does, none of this matters. I'm going one. to come Gray first. None Just of a matters. big hole. <laughs> you can make whatever hole you want, honestly. You could take me to the kids where the tie cave was or whatever, right? I'll stick my dick in there and come first. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Only a pedophile would say something like that. Ah, oh, Disney, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like Elon Musk over here. Yeah, they don't own us. Have you, yeah. guys, have you guys imagined, okay, so I don't think I've ever ever once had sex where I try to come as quickly as possible. Yeah. Because I'm a hero. I typically try to stifle everything mentally. A, there are a couple of times. I imagine come like on. ants biting my dicks. So I'm like, ah, there There's we go. There's never been a time that you're just like, I gotta knock it out real fast. No? Well, the, that to uh, me is like the same thing. public sex. That's the same thing. Oh. <laughs> it's called pubic. Oh, yes. sorry, pubic yeah. sex. We, yeah, there was a time crunch once. <gasps> and it was, I was just like, just like slam it out. Yeah. Yeah, but then it's like, it's the, knock it out. I feel like, have you ever tried to lay down and go, I need to go to sleep, and then you sit there thinking about sleep? Yeah. If, it's the same know, thing for me where I'm like, mean. I need to come quickly. Oh. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> That's good though. That means the way to make yourself not come quickly is to no. think about coming quickly. You should live in my world where you go, I need to come, and I came. <laughs> and I go, I better not, and I came. <laughs> <You're> like, damn <laughs> it. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to assassination classroom. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> Sure, it's great being me. <laughs> dick goes in the same spot, leaks out on the couch. Oh, uh, oh gross. It forms, a, it forms a cap eventually. Eventually. Yeah, seals. Peel it off. It's easy. I don't know that I, I've never had to peel it off, but. Here's what you do, Bruce. Saran wrap. You can just pee and then it'll stop it. You know that, there right? There are condoms. Those cleans it exist. out too. Just pee yeah. and yeah, it'll just stop the leak and it'll clean it out. What happens if you pee before you have sex and by the time you're done having sex, you don't have another bullet of pee loaded Drink a lot of water. Hmm. Hmm. Just don't go to sleep. I see. Oh, just like never. a gremlin. <laughs> I, I I get pretty aggressive with the milking, so I feel like I can get most of it out. All right, well, and whatever well, else just stays in there. Is this like an ad read? I think it's a that. Scissor Sister song or there. something. <laughs> aggressive with the milking? Guys, it's it's been a while. Um, which there means ain't no tits on the radio. <laughs> tons of things have happened uh, in regards to cyberpunk news. So, Omar, I'm going to need you to hit that sweet, sweet hit button. It. Yes, I caught him. It always sounds like it's late. It's because Omar does this. He goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, guys. I don't ever blame Omar for that either. By the way, I no, blame absolutely him. not. We got a new feature on the CD Projekt Red forums. The Red Tracker. What's that? Woo! Uh, you click on it. Well, let me show you. It shows you how close you are to a pedophile or someone who's made pedophile jokes. It's really interesting because <laughs> it's the same now. It lets you. It only shows you posts from CD Projekt Red developers. So Wait, now... It has nothing to do with cyberpunk. There's a lot of Gwent in there, yeah, but there, look at that. That's oh. from the trailer. And you got the there trailer. quickly by clicking on the red tracker. These yes. are not moving versions of the thing they've shown moving. You made that up. Look at all these words, though. Look at them. You made up this Cyberwatch. This, this is bullshit. I want to care. Let, let me describe you how made much... made this of, one up. Normally, I agree with you, Lawrence. This one's made up. This is how much of a hero I am, Bruce. Normally, I would protect my station as the world's number one cyberwatch enthusiast and games journalist. You don't journalist. protect that, I believe you. But I'm democratizing the discovery of cyberwatch-related news right now. I'm giving the power to the viewers. Only CEOs say that word who are trying to sell their company quickly. And I'm democratizing? Trying, yeah. yeah, if you actually hit up my Twitter profile for you know endorsements, brand deals, whatever. But uh, 
This, in this way, all of you can become nearly as informed as I am about cyberpunk. And let's be honest, that's a big deal. So with the red tracker now, oh, look at this. You can even sub-click. Boom. You I only want even, cyberpunk posts. You didn't even know that. <laughs> I did. I was just saving it. So the look at all this. story was about the trailer. Look at all this. That's also about ago. the trailer. He, he made this one up. Uh, unofficial FAQ. He made it up. That's something. Uh, developer answers your questions. Look at all this information this we didn't made have. Up. Normally there's news about Cyberwatch and Cyberpunk and stuff. But Did this you hear uh, the guys who made Fez asked Fez to be taken off GOG? Why? Oh, uh, because of their game journalist tweet? I don't know. Yeah, they, there was a post on Cyberpunk. Does it? I assume. Oh. <laughs> Everything does. <laughs> Everything does. Anyway, there, there are multiple episodes of a frame by frame analysis of the trailer they put out by a developer. Uh, they're, well, they're, the developers aren't doing the analysis, but other what? people are. So what's Wait, the point of the red tracker? This one's made up. They're t- posting about Anyway, they're up to episode 11. Cyberwatch made it up. Corporations. Like, Cyberwatch. Sorry, everyone. Cyber- red tracker. This game is not coming out for two years. Yeah. Available to everybody. Buckle in. 2020. It's not. Just play something else. You guys are welcome. Time will. There's some Prey Red DLC. Dead 2. Play Red Dead 2. Red Dead's coming. Spider-Man's coming. Fuck it. I played the Battlefront 2 single player. I'm going through it now. That's something. It's playable. You fly a TIE fighter. Boy, it's, it's real bad. No, it's, it's not bad. He liked, the first, bad. he liked the first half of it. I Story, fuck it. Who cares? I don't care. I'm, it's still bad. How far are you? There are more people in the single player that I can shoot than online. So <laughs> That's absolutely true. <laughs> no, it's sad, but true. <laughs> so you got to the TIE fighter part? That's where you're like... There's a couple of them. They're pretty cool. Mm. What, you don't like flying a TIE fighter? I th- it you, was all right. I thought you didn't like the part when she defects. Yeah, well, everything falls apart after that. Right. Well, that that is to me is stupid. Yes, that that believe me, there's a lot of just bad writing in this. Welcome thing. to the Star Wars Battlefront Two podcast. I don't know. Bad level design. Oof, it gets rough. I just in remember here. watching a lot of the videos of the game just being utterly broken. I'm like, I'm, nothing bad has happened to me yet. I'm I only know. I don't know two hours in, so what? I'm halfway done. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. I paid for the damn thing, and no one's online to play. So he beat Shadow of Classes. He did? I still haven't beaten it yet. That's next on my he list. He did? At 140. Oh, he's, he's going to beat the record. Yeah, 143. Oh, he's oh. still going. Never mind. Oh, okay. He's got to be a baby. Sort of. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. You never finished it. Whatever. Don't look at this. Yeah, don't you look. You don't look at that. I've had, what, 15 years to play this game? Yeah. Do you fight a demon? Sort of. They're all demons. Aren't you the demon? You kill all know. the protectors of the land, and then you fight Smoke Monster, and then you turn into a baby. Wow. What? Well, you are the Smoke Monster. Oh, that's right. Spoiler. As written by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> It wasn't. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you if you need people to play Battlefront Two with you, uh, you should send them a letter. ShipStation, <laughs> ShipStation is sponsoring this podcast. Whether you're selling online, uh, organizing your shipments can be difficult, tough. That's why you need ShipStation, baby. It's a it's a tool set that basically allows you to organize your shipments. If you're either selling a lot of stuff on eBay or running your own store. Or even for us, sometimes there's a lot of ship, shipments and stuff that I'll send out to people. And I just, in the past, have used just like a text notepad. I wouldn't recommend it because it gets really hard to like remember which tracking numbers go with what and what's shipping where and what you've already shipped and what you need to ship and what's been received. This gives you all the tools you need to do that, whether you're using Shopify, Squarespace, Etsy, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, or 75 other popular shipping channels or sh- selling channels. ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. So especially if you uh, are self-employed or you're working out of home or whatever, and you're selling things through multiple storefronts, ShipStation will be a godsend for you. Uh, you can also use it to create shipping labels for top carriers, including UPS, FedEx, USPS. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Uh, like I said before, I've got a, I got a pile of stuff I'm going to try to get rid of. 
Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna host a fun little fun little game on the internet where people get to win my junk and Ooh. then I'll, I'll mail it to them for free. Yeah, that's gonna get expensive. Phrasing. Well, I mean, you can expense it because you're doing it for work. I guess. Oh, okay. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Man, I can get rid of my stuff for free. Well, not all your stuff. Let's not go crazy. But some of it's big and heavy too. <laughs> uh, but luckily for you, Bruce, I'll get the best rates with ShipStation.com. Uh, so yeah, but when you go to ShipStation.com, uh, you can get an additional month of their service for free in addition to the new sign-up bonus. If you go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the website and type in our code DUDE. That will unlock a free month of the service for you. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone, type in DUDE, and then try it out. So thank you so much, ShipStation, for the, uh, for the sponsorship. They say, ShipStation, make ship happen. <laughs> uh, Punny. Ding ding! This guy just beat Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, he's got the dancing on, skeletons on the ESA stream. He's gonna yeah. get so laid. Those two girls next to him, man, look at him. They're doing a dance. I don't know if that is <laughs> that everyone in Europe is attractive or that <laughs> he decided to bring models or something. I don't know. I think they're they, they don't know him at all. It's not fair, and they will immediately forget about him once he leaves. How can European speedrunners be so attractive or have an attractive entourage? That's what's frustrating. Hmm. Yeah, you could have an attractive. We're we're your attractive entourage. You're right. Will we're, you guys? Will you guys come with no, me? No, we're the schlubby dudes who sit behind him on the couch and go. He just saved four frames. Hey, you doing? Hey, Diablo Two's up next. But look at that, thirty-one thousand dollars. Losers. They're going along. They're going along. They're Whatever. gonna do it. Hey, you know what? Anything for charity. We got we got less than that, but. They've been going for like four days already. Have they really? Yeah. Ooh, that, does, that does not, that's not that does not bode well for the European. That's uh, the thing. Like games you, Europeans are more attractive, way less money. Because they're all communists. Do you think you're more likely to donate to someone who's unattractive than they're attractive? Because you assume the attractive person already has that going for them. Oh wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. In a bubble. Maybe. Why should I help you? You're already so far to, further than me. Yeah. An ugly person more than I would give money to an attractive. That's what happened to mm -hmm. us during our stream. Exactly. We made so much more if we weren't so beautiful. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's because we were all so ugly. Why no, we, we would have. Remember when we drank yeah. milkshakes and took our shirts off? And we're like, I do. Money. <laughs> <laughs> we look like disgusting tools. We even had them had them <laughs> delivered. Did we take the milkshake order cost out of our delivery? Because I feel like that would have been appropriate. Order cost? What? We, I we should have deducted. That's what you're asking. Damn it. Well, I guess that counts. I, we should have deducted the cost of milkshakes and the delivery oh. of those milkshakes from the amount we passed on. Oh, gotcha. Next time we do it, we should say we're going to try and raise as much money as we can, but also spend as much money as we can <laughs> and try and end at zero. That's a good idea. Man, By the end of 24 hours, we should have zero dollars to donate and two because we spent it all yeah, we bought two along jet the way. Yeah. But it has to be things that are able to be present and with us in the room by the end of the 24 hours. We'll have Craigslist So we can't open. just be like, like, oh, we bought a car. Send Adam to the mall. Yeah. He's yeah. like six pairs of shoes. Uh, or just come back with like, a, I don't know, like a shawarma cooker. Those are like $10,000. <laughs> Like I, like that, I like that you only know because you've looked into it. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I did the thing on Amazon where I was trying to buy a barbecue from my backyard, and then uh, the sorting on Amazon's a fucking mess because it's like, they're like, it goes from a hundred thousand dollars to fifty dollars. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder. So I set it to highest, and I scroll down, and it's like, it starts at like eleven thousand dollars for a barbecue, but they're selling like industrial fryers on Amazon. Like that makes no sense. I mean, people buy them, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, Amazon makes up for, it's like 50% of all e-commerce. 50%. God. Isn't that a monopoly? Uh, oh, that was over 50% monopoly. That's for the United States Jesus. government to decide. I don't care. I think, yeah, I think a monopoly occurs when 
it's like zero sum. So if somebody owns all the railroads, it's not like somebody else is going to build a railroad next to it. Mm -hmm. But with a website like Amazon, I don't know though, the distribution platform they have is we're pretty, you pretty much just can't do another one like that. Yeah, we're getting close. Hmm. And if their existence precludes other competitors from even trying, that's when it gets bad. It, uh, I only watched a few episodes of it, but on Amazon they have the, um, the name. Uh, as I, I'm not trying to advertise Amazon, but it's. I thought it was. There's a, a, a small hint of irony. There is a on Amazon. They have a show. It's a, the Philip K. Dick show, whatever it's called, like Electric Dreams. Yeah. And it's a bunch of short stories that they adapted from Philip K. Dick. But there's an episode where there is an Amazon-like company that grows so big that the world has basically bombed itself, but they're still shipping out packages. Oh. I, <laughs> I was like, I'm like watching this on Amazon. <laughs> Were they not aware? Eh, who cares? Who care? Yeah. Anyway, use promo code ADAM to get yeah. that episode. Hey, I have a wish anymore. list. Uh, buy me my butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want the one with the fox tail. The wish list, works, <laughs> wish list works if you're attractive. They won't give you money, but they'll buy you butt plugs with tails on them. Keep, when I get fired from Rich Chief and they read my tweets and I have to become a streamer. It was I, on wish list. Oh, man, Amazon wish list. And it's just going to be butt plugs for hours. Butt plugs Don't you need like groceries and stuff? Shawarma fryers. No, 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 yeah, plugs. Not, yeah. No. you're already full. I don't need to poop anymore. Block it up. <laughs> Put a cork in it. Uh, all right, let's net hard. Speaking of holding your shit in for days. Yes. It's great every time. It's the same one. It's the Cyberwatch one. Chris, you tell me how Cyberwatch and hard net could even remotely look visually different. It looks exactly the same. It looks like such garbage when it transitions out, too. Anyway, I'm voting for Ligma. <laughs> yeah, the, the chroma, chroma key is not so hot on the deck we have. The graphic looks like a show that would come on before Mr. Wizard. <laughs> but never after. Yeah, Hello, yeah. children. Yeah. Let's go to yahoo.com today. Yeah. All right, so the winner from last week, and I'm not going to lie, it's probably going to stick around for a while. we got to do the doc. we got to do this doc. The, the Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII, VII house. house doc. Other people so, have already made docs about yeah, it. Yeah, there is a... Oh, they did? There's yeah. like a 45-minute video. No, we need to just make a sitcom. Let's <laughs> <laughs> base on Adapt this. it into yeah. a show. All right. Yuffie. Uh, so you guys, are, you guys are aware of Final Fantasy VII house from last week? Uh, I did have a song. I gotta admit, it was gonna be kind of a soft lob, but uh, audio hookup wasn't quite working, so I can't mm, really play it. It's okay. Mm. So instead, I had to go with something text based. So this is the chipmunks <laughs> and the chipettes, and how they would factor into Kingdom Hearts. Were they in Kingdom Hearts? First multiverse crossover in Kingdom Hearts series. Yes, yeah, so here you've got your, your mm. main characters Alvin Seville, Simon Theodore, Brittany, Miller Jamal, Jeanette, Eleanor. The heroic aliens are Jar Jar Binks, Chewbacca, and Relicware, Nia Num. Heroic robots, Johnny Five, C3PO, and R2D2. Johnny Five? Whoa, input! The Saint Robot. Uh, the Rebel Alliance to restore freedom to the universe is the main group that joined the Chipmunks and the Chipettes and their alien friends and robot friends and Twee Twee family. <laughs> Leader is Mon Mothma. Where did that one come from? I'm not sure what that is. What is the Twee Twee? <laughs> I don't know. I shouldn't Google that. All right. Leader is Mon Mothma, the highest leader of the Rebellion in order to defend the world from heartless, nobodies, unversed, Galactic Empire remnants, General Grievous' droid army and others. Wow, hold so, on. Yeah. <laughs> this is prequels and sequels. Yeah, I, like, I like all the crossover. Well, the Autobots? Yeah, the Autobots are a race of sentient machines. Look how they pronounced it. Autobotosu. That must be the Japanese pronunciation. Uh, yes, yeah. that's how they say Autobots. Saibatoru. White people say it. Countless Eon. So we got the Wreckers, the Roadbuster, Leadfoot, Tosmo. The Dredge Queen, ruler of the Dredge Empire, one of the main villains in the series. That's good. Septicon Empire, there's Galactic Emperor Palpatine is in there. Would it, be quicker, would it be quicker if we just said who's not in it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Is Jar Jar's boss in it or whatever? What's his name? Boss Nass? Boss Nass, yeah. There he is. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Chipmunk Hero, the Pilgrim oh, Kingdom Hearts, Aqua's Journey. Click that. 
that a real thing? It looks no. Neat. Yes, that's real. Look, there's a box art. <laughs> Little picture. <laughs> <laughs> Namura, you're a genius. Is that Aqua? How did he do it? I. He only has two straps. Yes? That's not enough straps. Here, go back. Let's I mean, around. Aqua is real. I can very hold on. Who's Aqua, Aqua? from <laughs> Transformers? No, from Kingdom Hearts. What? Aqua is a real character. Oh, that's Aqua. That oh, look oh seamless. Like, look, oh, it's identical. Yeah, they look the same. I see. If I okay, it's because I'm at an angle. It's hard to see. Okay, there you go. Hey, there's now the straps. Can. You can see the straps. Now you can. Oh, see okay, there. yeah. There's more straps. <sighs> so that's Aqua. Uh, yeah. How awkward. Uh, Alvin showed up in Aqua's Journey, a very real game. Mm -hmm. A spin-off game in the main series involves Aqua as the main protagonist. She's looking for her friends, Terra and Ventus, with the help of Ants and the Wise, Marco Bellies and Suki Higurashi. Who are those people? Uh, who's Marco Marco Bellies? What is the goal of this? <laughs> oh, a Keyblade wielder as he appeared in Kingdom Hearts Nightmares Wrath, Kingdom Hearts Aqua's Journey, and the Universe XP Kingdom Hearts series. What? Wait, so are those all fan fiction things? Or are they real? These are these. I can never tell with Kingdom Hearts. Voiced by Tom Kinney. Impersonating Hank Azaria? Whoa! What? I think that's th incredible. I think that's a real character in Kingdom Hearts. I don't think it is. I don't think Google so. search it. I don't think Marco Bellies this is <laughs> the best argument I've ever witnessed. The Google fact that it. nobody knows says something about Kingdom Hearts. I knew Aqua was real. Look, I'm really looking forward to Kingdom Hearts 3, and I don't know why. Aqua's Journey. I'll say it. Click DS images. Touching, wait. Images. You see a Find a picture of Marco no. Bellies. S3 E32 Marco Diaz touching Angie's belly. This is star versus the force of evil .com, so it's probably safe. Uh, oh, I guess Marco. Wait, no, that's Marco Diaz. That's not Marco Bellies. No, that's is, just that's someone up. else entirely. Someone's very. So it's made up, but Aqua was not made up. Aqua is real. Marco Bellies is not. Well, because you can't just go wild. You can, yeah. you can create new pieces in something that's true. I just I like the idea that they're telling one voice actor to impersonate another voice. Actor. Yeah, I know. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Who's known for impersonating? Yeah, you're right. Marco's homeworld. That's impressive. Jeliana. Well, yeah. What? Marco's homeworld. The residents are animals, both wild and anthro, that are much larger than their counterparts in other places. Aqua and her other group arrive to Jelly Jellypolis. The home of city of Marco Bellies to find Marco's family, but instead encountered Doctor Lord Nightmare. No, no, it's Lord Click Doctor. It's Lord Doctor Nightmare. Yep. He was in fact waiting for them. Ooh, Whoa, look at this guy. That's good art. Is he a real that character? Must be commissioned. No. Are you sure? I'm positive. Lord Doctor Nightmare. Look. How is that out of the question? They even spelled his name in katakana. Bracket, 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 katakana. Bracket, bracket, bracket. Uh, he first appeared in Nightmare. Who's he voiced by? Jim, Jim Cummings. Cummings. That's a good pick. That's a good guess. What other voice actor is he impersonating? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of stories. During Hank Azaria. Yeah. Born to James Claude Bellies, Lionel Patrick Bellies, Lord and Dr. Eloise Nightmare Bellies. was born James Claude. Wow. Oh, so he's the brother of Marco Bellies. Or what? Edmund Bellies, over 60,000 years ago in the world of Jellyena. His early years aren't, really weren't pretty. Uh, he was the one that would get left behind in stores most often when he was younger. He cheats in school tests uh, up to he, his high school years. He cheats school tests. <laughs> Got caught speeding because of a mean spirited animal dared him. <laughs> to race him and WHN when he and his brother were beginning to move away from their parents' home. Their father gave Edmund a nice-looking 60s-esque car while he gave Nightmare his junky old car, which made him furious. <laughs> both, both meet up with nice-looking female jelly bears. Are jelly bears in Kingdom Hearts universe? No. Uh, and both I don't Edmund ever know. and James got married and had sons of their own, Adrian Jelly Bellies James and Roy God. Bellies. I just like when nine-year-olds write about, like, <laughs> what makes things bad. It's like, 26. he was okay until his older brother took away his toys. <laughs> and mom said no. <laughs> so, uh, we vote? 
Uh, let's see, you're traumatized from Evan's special treatment over the years, decided to stash the chemical oh, away, but he more? accidentally dropped it out of the floor, causing it to win. He accidentally, he accident drop it. I'm gonna change my gamer tag to Lord Dr. Nightmare. Causing <laughs> it trademark. to ignite. I mean, that kind of looks like That's close to our uh, mutual friends. Look at that. <laughs> account. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So cool, so edgy. <laughs> I like uh, I like gamer tags we came up with in the, the what like when you're sixth thir- grade, thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, so I guess I guess it all originates with the uh, the chipmunks. Sly Cooper's in it. Chipettes. Oh, that's Yakko, cool. Wacko, and Dot. Ugh, that chipmunk disgusts me. Why? I feel like I can. Isn't that, I know where his dick is? Isn't that uh, what's his face? <laughs> What? Uh, well, Tom's voice. Tom Kenny doing the impersonation. Jason Lee's in it. J- well, Jason Lee's in it. He's. I just watched it the other day. He's it's the terrible. father of yeah. the chipmunks. He's, he's John Arbuckle. But then or it's like, uh, what's his face Garfield. from Jeepers Creepers? Josh. And not Live Joseph Gordon Levitt. Live Free Die Hard. Oh, Justin Long. Justin Long. He's yeah. a Mac. I think he's. Isn't Europe he PC. Alvin? Is he Alvin? You can't tell. His voice is pitched up. You couldn't tell. <laughs> I, what I do is I watch the movie, but I, I watch it at 60% speed, so they sound like regular people. Makes sense. Makes sense. And it makes the movie longer. Mm-hmm. You enjoy it more. It's like yeah. the kid from How to Train Your Dragon. He has a beard, but he still sounds like this. Like, like okay. Jay Baruchel? Yeah. yeah. He has a very distinct voice. He does. Sounds like a child. All right, well, <laughs> let's throw it to the vote. Uh, Final Fantasy VII House, Kingdom Hearts, the Chipmunks and Chipettes series that also involves Johnny Five, R2-D2, and the Autobots, uh, and Mon Mothma. Uh, James, who are you voting for? Kingdom Hearts, 100%. Wow. Okay, wow. All right. Uh, Adam, what do you think? Furious Final Fantasy House. Okay. It's getting spicy. Bruce, you're going to have to shatter the I can't, tie. I can't vote for every single rabbit hole I go down on the internet. So i got to vote for Final Fantasy mm. oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. That's all right. There's so much work I get so that. excited about that stuff, but then I realize it's just a bunch of garbage that a nine-year-old put in a Wikipedia. Original art. Yeah, original art. He spent his art. whole weekend on this. These people live this. And probably still are somewhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's in still some going. compound. Jeanette was like the Simon one, right? Yeah. She's oh, awful. God, she looks awful in the new one. She was the one that Simon Jesus. loves. because Wait, are you saying she normally looks good yes. and she looks awful in this photograph of I her? I am <laughs> repulsed by this reworking of Jeanette. Why make her wear a skirt if the other ones don't have to wear pants? Thank you. Good question. Do you think Just it's like, hang out. like sometimes you see f- like female dogs and they have like really tight skin and their vaginas pulled all like, and you're like, ah, I can't even look at you. I don't look at female dogs' vaginas. You know, I don't look at them either. They find me. <laughs> I just wonder if. She's on one. For the male. <laughs> not anymore. Homeworld, New York. <laughs> they're gonna die in three months anyway. They don't live very long. <sighs> all right, well, oh, they're, they're running Diablo 2 now. Look at them go so fast. All right. Uh, well, I did have another another selection from uh, zombies ready to go, but we're out of time. Ooh. If you'll recall, last week there was a ring of, of uh, zombies encroaching on Joel's busted Prius while I watched on from a roof miles away. And we will have to be wait in uh, wrapped anxiety and attention for next week when you get the next installment of zombies. So thank you for watching, everyone. I'll be in the podcast today. Uh, really appreciate you spending your time, especially if you're watching live right now. That means you're a first member, and that is the best thing we could ever get. But if you just decide to spend your an hour with us, that's great too. Hour and a half, whatever. Um, if you enjoyed the show, I'd re- I'd appreciate it if you could recommend it to a friend that might also appreciate it. But hey, if not, that's fine. I'm not going to beat you over the head with it. If you uh, 
If you did like the show, though, we do an extra little post show every week where we look at some fan art, talk directly to the community. If you'd like to be a part of that, you should sign up for uh, first. We got a link in the description. You should check that out. And also a link to all the post shows if you want to see past ones. Do you know a pretty good time? And we got titties this week. So that's exciting. Uh, I got a headache. <laughs> ah, man, something to do with banging my head on the wall earlier. I'm always like, can we go any lower? And then we do. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun working here. <laughs> I mean, Thanks just, for watching. We can work here, it's not going to work at Disney. They're going to buy us. Sorry. Whenever they buy us, then they'll fire us all. Then they'll fire us. We'll buy so. PewDiePie again and go, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> See you next week, everybody. <laughs>